he first loved you. Amen. And therefore we can love our Lord Jesus because it's his love that we love him with. That's within us. Amen. Praise God. Let me walk, blessed Lord. Fill my way with love. I'm sorry I don't know the number. <clears throat> Let me walk, blessed Lord, in the way thou hast gone, leading straight to the land of into the kingdom, pressing into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. Here to fellowship with one another around the word of God and draw closer to our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church this evening? Amen. I feel good. I feel real good. I've been on a long drive from Lions Bay and back and forth, and I've been listening to nothing but tapes. Glory. What an opportunity. Satan can put roadblocks, he can put traffic jams, he can put accidents in my road, but I'm fellowshipping with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Anywhere the devil is, if he's not under my feet, he's out of his place. Amen. So we're going to put the devil in his place tonight. Amen. Glory to God. Soon the race will be o'er, and I'll travel no more, but abide in my home. Oh, and let me sing, let me sing, all the way to the door, fill my way every day with love, fill my way every day with love. 
request here for Brother Jay Beattie. He um, had a fall at work and we just want to remember him in prayer this evening. God will just touch him in his body. And um, amen. Any other needs? We just want to remember brothers and sisters, fellow churches um, that are, some are still dealing with COVID and we just we want to bring our brothers and sisters before the Lord in prayer. There's been many um, loved ones that have gone on before us and families that are now without dads or moms or husbands, wives maybe even sons or daughters we just want to remember our brothers and sisters around the world in prayer, amen let's go to prayer tonight Heavenly Father we love you Lord we thank you Lord Jesus for your grace to us and your mercy thank you for your great and precious blood that you shed for us father how we love you lord god and thank you for what you've done in our lives oh god we come here tonight lord jesus to worship you to praise you father to lift up your name in adoration and praise oh god for you are worthy oh god there is no one beside you lord there's no one that even comes close to you father that's worthy of our worship and you alone oh god are worthy of our praise and our worship father and lord in any circumstance oh father any situation, oh God, whatever it might be, Father, whether you say yes or you say no or you don't answer at all, Father, we want to continue, oh God, to worship you, to praise you, oh God. Lord, as Job, you give, you take away, but we bless your name, oh God. We lift up your name, Lord, for you are our Redeemer, Lord. You are our Savior, oh God. And we thank you, oh God, for what you have done for us, Father. We trust in you, oh God. We trust in your grace, Lord. We trust in your leading hand, Father. We trust that you have your best in, in, in mind for us, Lord. That you have a purpose for us, O God. And we thank you, O God, that you are holding us in the palm of your hands, Lord Jesus. Lord God, we just want to remember these needs tonight, Father. Lord God, churches that are closed because of COVID, Father. Lord, COVID is nothing but a shadow in your eyesight, Lord God. Nothing but a shadow, O oh God. And we, we, de we deny that demon in the name of Jesus Christ. The very light of God dispels darkness and shadows and sickness and sin, O oh God. And I pray that your great light would shine upon your people, O oh Father. And strengthen and encourage and heal and lift up, O oh God. O oh Father, that we may be filled with the power of God, even tonight, O oh God. Lord Jesus, even tonight, Lord God. Meet the needs of your people, Father. Strengthen the downcast, Lord. The, the, the discouraged, Lord. The, the, the broken-hearted, Father. We pray that you'd bind up the broken spirit, Lord Jesus. Have your way, O oh God, we pray. Lord, remember Brother J. Beattie, Father. Just touch him, O oh God. Touch him, Father. Strengthen him, Lord. Heal him, Father. Overshadow him, O oh God. We lift him up into your presence by prayer, Father. Lord God, you are our healer, Father. You are our deliverer, Lord. You are our strength giver, Father. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I praise you this evening, Father. I worship you, Lord. I magnify your name, O God. You are the great Hosanna, Lord. And we just want to lift our hands in worship and praise to you, O God. Oh, we love you, Lord God. We worship you, O God. We magnify you, Father. Oh, we bless, bless your name, Lord. We lift up your name, Jesus. Have your way tonight, Lord. Have your way, O God. We give you this service, Father. Anoint our brother Murphy, Lord. Step behind the veil, O God. Minister, Father, we pray. And meet the needs of your people, O Lord. We're hungry for more of you, Father. We just desire, O God, for more of you, Lord. More of you, Lord. More of your quickening power. More of your resurrection power in our lives, O God. Grant it, Father, we pray. Have your way, Lord. Walk up and down these aisles, Lord. Oh, Lord, down each pew, Lord God. By each heart, Father. Out on the internet, Lord Jesus. Those are connected with us, Father. Our brothers and sisters on the American side, Lord God. Oh, drop down into the where they're at, Lord Jesus. Each individual, Father. Granted, Lord God, may your presence just envelop us, Lord, as we prepare ourselves to receive your word, Lord Jesus. Have your way, O oh God, we pray. Have your way, Lord God. Granted, Lord, we give this to you now and commit all things to you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. God bless you. You can have your seats. We welcome you this evening. Trust that the Holy Spirit will just wrap you in His grace and His wonderful presence. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You want to see Him? Amen. I want to see Him. I want to see Him manifested. I want to see Him glorified. I want to see Him lifted up. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. Amen. God bless you each and every one. Oh, I want to see him look upon his face. And there to sing forever of his saving grace. And on the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Oh, cares are past, I'm home at last, ever to rejoice. As I journey through the land, singing as I go, oh, pointing souls to Calvary. To the crimson flow, and many arrows pierce my soul from without within. Oh, but my Lord, lead me on through Him. I must win. Oh, I want to see Him look upon. And all 
sing Psalm 34 together before Brother Murphy comes. Amen. Have you sought the Lord? Amen. And He answered me and delivered me. Amen. We surely can attest to that. Amen. Oh, God is faithful. I sought the Lord and He answered me and delivered me from every fear, those who look on him are radiant, they'll never be ashamed. 
together. The Lord, let us stand and let us sing together. purpose we're coming here to magnify your name to the exalted of the one that we love so much to the exalted of the one that love us so much to the exalted of the one that he healed us exalted of the one that has delivered us exalted of the one that shine a light that it is a dark age to the exalted of the one that it protected us to the exalted of the one that it kept at us all this time Oh, Lord, we'll lift up your name, Lord. Only you are worthy, Lord. Only your name is worthy to be praised. How we thank you, Jesus. How we thank you for the blood that is shed for us. Lord, the one to hold the denomination in the world and try to get rid of the blood. But Lord, we have the bleeding, bloody word that is among us. We have that, that word that we haven't received. The blood has covered us. The blood has washed us clean. Oh, hallelujah. We give you all the glory. We give you all the thanks, Lord. Oh, how we love you, Jesus. Words and it's the Lamb that is slain before the foundation of the world. Words and it's the Lamb that is slain before us. Oh, God, we thank you, Lord. We believe in a gospel that is a personal, Lord. We believe in a Jesus that has made real and become a dear to our heart. We give you all the glory, Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise be your holy name. Oh, Lord, as we come to worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord, and may you come down to fellowship with your children. Lord, and make your truths become more real to us, Lord. Lord, and make your presence become more near and closer to us. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Oh, God, you know the need amongst your people. Oh, Lord, but Lord, you have more need than our need. Your need of worship, Lord. You need we praise you, because you dwell in the praise of your children. Oh, Lord, and no man can worship like your bride can worship you. Because, oh, Lord, you haven't become a dear to us. You saved us. Lord, you delivered us. You sent us a message of this hour. So that the word is not just a book. It is not just some preaching. But, Lord, that word become a Jesus Christ. That are walking out of the pages. And are walking in front of us. And are walking into us. We give you all the glory, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, as we're going to turn over to the pages, Lord, I pray you walk out of the pages again, Lord. 
Speak to your children. Feed our sheep, Lord. Lord, we're never depending on us. Lord, because we're, we have no ability, Lord. But Lord, we're fully depending on you. Let the Lord Jesus speak. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Do you love the Lord? And every time it is coming here, it seems like every service has just become a different service to us. I think the Lord just makes us as a presence become more intensified ever as we try to uh, bring to the word and the listening to the word. I believe this is supposed to be. And just to give us, Lord, one more step. We're going to walk, walk out of this room and go into the room to be with our God. How thankful we are that we're not just coming to the church. We're coming to meet God. <laughs> we're looking forward God to speak. And not only speak, we're looking forward. Whenever He comes, something good is going to happen. And that's what we believe. May the Lord bless you. And uh, if you don't mind, I'll just um, turn to the Word, the book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 23. Book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 23. Book of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 23. And when he was uh, entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, insomuch that a ship was covered with the waves, but he was asleep. And as a disciple came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he said unto them, Why are ye fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the man marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obeyed him? May the Lord bless his word. You may be seated. And if the Lord willing, I would like to speak of the title, O ye of a little faith. So don't put to the box in here already thinking of what I'm going to go. Uh, just follow along. <laughs> o ye of little faith. Faith is a, such a great thing. And without faith is impossible to please God. You can please man with a lot of things. You can please man with your speech. You can please man with your knowledge. You can please man with your smile. You can please man with some word that I speak in such eloquency. But to please God, it must be please Him with faith. Because without faith, no man can please God. And without faith, and no man can even see the kingdom of God. So the whole thing, we see that it was a hinjang, that F-A-I-T-H. On that faith. Does that mean that they do away with our mental faculty? No. Mental faculty can bring you to a certain point. But in order for you to get into Jesus, it takes a faith. But faith cannot without foundation. Faith can only build upon the word of God in that hour. It cannot be built on in the history. 
It cannot be built on in the 2,000 years ago, or a thousand years ago, whatever the denomination, that in that time that God has made it real to them, but then they denominated. Then God's life left a lot of that. It doesn't mean they're not sincere. They try to revive, they try to be sincere, but when the life come out of the, from that, uh, Brother Bram talk about from the stalk and into the tassel and to go into the, the shock. But when that seed starts forming, when the life of God can come out from the stalk, from the tassel, go into the husk, and then go into the seed, you must be following along with it. Because then only the faith towards that life living word that will please in God. And for, and we have been talking about the God is the omnipotent God, and He is living in the flesh. And He didn't choose the perfect flesh to living in, but He got the perfect word for us to believe. When we believe that of the perfect word, that in that hour, which is the manifested of the word, vindicated and approved by God to be the truth, that in that hour, you literally receive the life of Jesus Christ. And when you receive the life, that is not your living, but it's God Himself living inside of you. No matter how that flesh looks at the weak, no matter how that flesh looks at the, or cannot achieve it as anything, but that omnipotent God inside that flesh, that is the greatest miracle. And if we look at the flesh, we can only be fable and fall. But, there is the omnipotent God that is living in that flesh. If you only look at the God, the omnipotent God through your own eyes, and it looks the God is very small. But if you surrender your view, your eye of reasoning, and that all five cents, but look at the one inside of you with a little face towards that perfect word of a God, that omnipotent God becomes so great and huge that you can achieve anything. The key is to yield your faith, no matter what measurement of that faith it is, to the word of God said about you. That takes faith to believe it. Because if you just look at your own eye, you will say, I'm a total failure. How can I achieve this? How can I do that? How can I overcome that cancer? How can I overcome the lukewarmness that in the Lord is in an age? But by revelation, God revealed himself to you. And that he only requires you to look at what is his word talking about you. Not by reasoning, not by imagination, not by what you're thinking you are, but by what is the word said, said about you. We do have a mental attitude. We do have a mental uh, faculty that can bring us to a certain point. But that mental attitude cannot bring us into Jesus Christ. I know that the brother said that the right mental attitude toward any promise out of God. And uh, that, uh, that's men, mental attitude that we, uh, everyone that we have, that can make it to the word of God come to, uh, come to play, uh, uh, come to, Come to pass. But listen to this. Brother Bram said in Awakening Jesus. He said um, the mental attitude you take toward it will bring. Now the mind won't do it. But if you give that attitude toward something. Got life in it. Then that life comes down and does it. 
It's not a mental attitude, Ezra, social gospel on the television list that tell us, you know, you just have a mental, you just be positive with that. It must be have a faith, it must be have a foundation of it. It must have a base on it. It's not a mental attitude toward anything can make it happen. It's a mental attitude towards the promise of God. It's a mental attitude toward something that's called the life that is in there. And when it's a life in that, then you put your mental attitude toward it. He said it's the life that comes down and does it. Not your mental, mental attitude. That only brings you in the presence of Him. The mental attitude or the emotion or the feeling and everything can bring you into the presence of Him. But in order for Him to dwell in you and you dwell in Him, He take that and you put your faith anchored in what is the Word of God has said. And then it's not your mental attitude that bring you to this as a presence anymore, but it's the word of God that you anchor to Him, bring you into Him. Then your life started changing. Then the transforming power starts coming. Then your nature is changed. Your desire is changed. That a burden is not heavy anymore. The world is not so tempting anymore. The taste of the word is not so tasty anymore. Your whole being started changing. That's why you saw people start to anchor down. Start to establish. They're not in and out all the time. They're not up and down all the time. They become anchored in something kind of life that's in it. In an awakening of Jesus. Brother Ram said that then... Oh, sorry, let me, uh, let me read this uh, scripture here. John 6 and 63. He said, it is the spirit that quickens. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And that life it is not only just a regular life, but in the Greek it means Zoe. That means God's own life. So when you, when Jesus speak, He's not just speaking, uh, 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 let's say the lecture that it to us. He's speaking the word. But in that word, though in the form, just like any preacher was in a preaching. You go to the Jesus time, you listen to this as word. Put it, uh, you're in a history that it puts a robe on. Will you be recognized? Will you recognize it's that to the Christ? That's the Messiah. It takes a revelation of God to do that. But now your attitude toward Jesus' word in this hour will prove if it transform, transacted you to that hour what you will do. So Jesus said that the word I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So when you receive his word, you literally receive his spirit and receive his life. So that's why in this hour, when God vindicated the word that what he spoke, is not only 2,000 years ago, but he vindicated it as the prophet in this hour. And that that the prophet speak and come to pass. Speak, then come to pass. That is not a man speaking, but it's that omnipotent God in that man is speaking. Then that same word can be quoted here. It says, the word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. 
But whenever that God is speaking, you'll find out Satan is always beside it. And so the brother Francis in an awakening of Jesus said, then while they were enjoying the blessing of their fellowship, to talk about a disciple, we just read the scripture. He said, one with another and all counting it all up, what he had sent down, all of the sudden there rose trouble. He said, now that's just about like Satan. To do that, say, right when you are having a testimony meeting or something, he said, many times, he said, and now suddenly there rose trouble. The ship began to rock. The waves got high. And the sail probably, and the wind just coming down with an angry gush. And the whipped it right off the mast pole. And the ship rocked all over. And the big wave white capped and throw the water in on the boat. The boat and the boat began to fill up with water. Trouble, trouble. All hopes of survival seemed to be gone. Though they had seen him so do so many times, they had sinned, but one day trouble, but when trouble set in, all was forgotten. Isn't that sound so that's the sometime that we're facing? You know, when we're on a mountain top, when we're the Lord was in the moving, when Lord was doing the, the, the great thing, we have the testimony that the Lord that this is a marvelous and that we share that experience, but you let it in the wave, we become a little higher. Then the, that a storm become a, a little bit more intense. Then it seems like we are so easily to forget what we have been encountered with. And that's what those disciples said to that. I remember at one time that a brother Ed was spoken about, uh, uh, he, he talking about, he said, whenever that God is doing something, he said, Satan is always beside that. And that's what this is message for. Whenever that we have done a mountaintop experience, it's seemingly that the Lord doing something that is great amongst the us. You watch, Satan is always beside that. He's always to try to take your victory that away. He's always to try to steal your zealous for God that away. A lot of time he doesn't do it just with a claw and like a horn as with a, the Satan as a, just dark, coming from the dark world, dark world. A lot of the time, he come in in a very subtle way. And before you know it, you find out that the passion start to fade in another way. Before you know it, you find out that the zeal start to fade in another way. Before you know it, you start to care about what other people thinking about me. Instead of to only care about what God thinking about me. In awakening of Jesus... He said that they had got into trouble that it couldn't find any remedy for it. Think about how fast that can be done. On the scene of a testimony, and the, the prophet was talking about, they just testify what God has done, done this and done that. But just when the storm started to rise it up, then he said all was forgotten. They had got into trouble. That he couldn't find any remedy for it. As long as we can find it a remedy, we hold it right on to it. But they had got into a trouble that it could not find it a remedy, and then they got scared. As long as we can put our hands on to handle it, it seems like it's okay. Lord, by faith, I believe. Lord, I can get over this. Satan, you have no rights on me. 
I'm a God's property. Put your hands off of me. That's you have a remedy. But when you encounter something that you don't have a remedy, you don't know what direction this is going to go. You don't know how this is going to end up. You become confused. The things start to go, and instead of your prey getting better, it's getting worse, worse, worse all the time. You find out you don't have a remedy anymore. Then the prophet said, but they got into the trouble that they could not find the remedy. And they got scared. They cried out. They were scared when they have no remedy. It's too big for them to handle. But you know, no matter how too big for them to handle, Jesus Christ is still in that boat. All they needed to do is to wake up the one that's been sleeping. And when we're going through the certain things, it doesn't mean that when everything going on high, then we're just follow the wave, we just follow that, just follow the tide, just start to the going. Prepare for war. Because whatever God is, whatever He starts to do things, Satan is always beside that. Is that a brother? There's a lot of trouble tonight that we ain't got no, that we ain't got no remedy for. He said, but did you know? He said that they didn't have the remedy how to stop their storm. But a remedy was laying there. He said, in all of our troubles, we are still gotten a remedy. Here it is, for He is the Word. He said, no, I'm still on a mountaintop. One month later, come back to this sermon that I had preached. He said, in all of our trouble, he said, we've still got the remedy. Here it is, for he is the word. It's laying right here, and his spirit is right here to manifest it. So we got the remedy. No matter what situation that a person is, the remedy only have one. That is the word of a God. That is the promise of a God. He has to give it to us. No matter how hopeless it seems alike, but a remedy only lays there. The word of a God still lays there. If God has to save your child at one time, the word of a God still lays there. No matter how wayward they are, He can still save them. No matter how backward that you think the situation is going, but the word of a God, a remedy still lays it in there. No matter how situation seems impossible, but the word of a God and a remedy still laying there. Then I'm thinking about the things that just happened that are among us. I'm thinking that just before, I thought about, uh, you know, those uh, brothers that was arrested in China. And, uh, But I'll say it anyway. And it was one time, I think that just uh, after the brothers uh, was arrested, and the, the, the policemen, uh, they, they also watch on our service. And uh, one day, they were watching the service, um, and one, uh, I think one of the, uh, I don't know who's that, who that is, but he said to the believer, he said, um, he said that I watched, uh, that believer told me, he said I watched the service, uh, that Murphy is, is preaching. It looks, looks like he got a little attitude. 
You talk about an attitude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's, uh, that's what our common thought is. But you see, one of the things that happens, I, I do have a little attitude. I have to confess to that. You got my brothers, and let, oh, how can I not have a without attitude? But anyway, but during that time, you wouldn't know. You're coming to another point. You don't know what this is going to go. And if you think about those brothers, but I said, but I was seeing this quote here, but God still got a remedy. And His remedy is always in His Word. Whatever His Word was said, you believe His Word, and it will always come out right. And in our eyes, we're only thinking about the storm, the storm, the storm, the trouble and the trouble, the different things that has happened. But in God's eyes, He saw way bigger, way farther than what we saw. And I just, uh, I just, uh, you know, the, uh, the, there was about, a, there was the three brothers was just uh, released. Uh, there was one more there, so keep uh, praying for him. And I believe it in the God's due time that uh, this brother is going to be released. But to think about how the Lord has done that the great thing, just without, just while we are in those trouble. And I was thinking about the, just another brother that uh, literally to me is another book of an act. And sometimes we're missing the things that God has done during that storm. We're just going here and then, where's God? Where's God? God is laid right in there. Right in that situation. God himself is laid in that boat. And I was thinking about that little brother who was in the jail there. And then coming to the weak moment. But in this storm, in this weak moment, God still laid a remedy there. That remedy can be such a simple thing. Just by one person holding a Bible that in his hand, he was looking at the Bible. He wants to read the Bible. He doesn't even have a right to read the Bible. But God sent an angel inside that jail. Nobody can get to the Bible. But somehow, there was a man in front of that brother. When he looked at that, he saw the two words. That the Chinese words of the New Testament. And that is the Bible cover. But just by that two words, the New Testament, the Bible cover, it brings strength to that brother. That he can get through the storm. The, the remedy still lays it in there. But God's remedy is always different than what we're thinking. But when God's ahead of the remedy, if you recognize that, whether we recognize that that's the word of God has made it manifested in that an hour, and you believe, you take a hold of it, then you get out of from that trial. And I was thinking about another brother that just before, just after they released, and he shared it with me. That he said to the end of the jail there, that one person that he was a. Uh, in his uh, cell, that he's talking to him, said, what is your reason to be here? And uh, this brother talked to him, said, uh, ask him. He said, oh, I was a certain reason. He's been sentenced for 15 years. And he already served eight years. And then he asked him, what is your reason to be here? He said, my reason here is because I'm distributing the Bibles. And then that young man said, that, you know, I'm kind of thinking that you're, some, you're something different. The way that you handle yourself, the way that you're talking, though he never even shared that about the gospel, there was something different about the believer. They possess something that the different people doesn't possess. And then he started, 
he said, no wonder. He said, I saw your, your difference. Then his brother started to share the gospel, share the message to him. And then before he got out of the jail, and then that, that young man said, he said, I want to believe what you believe. He said, I want to be baptized. He said, I still got seven years to go. But he said, I don't know. He said, maybe next year. I already served eight years. They maybe gave me the parole. They can get out. He said, as soon as I get out, he said, I want to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. What is it? In that storm, when the boat was rocking, don't know where it is, but a remedy still laid in that boat. And as soon as another brother coming out, and then he sent me the picture, he just went to another new place, and just in the last about a week or two, baptized another three people. Fearless. Going through all of that, devil still cannot put a fear on them. Devil can do a lot of damage, but he cannot put a fear on the God's children. And that the remedy is a lady in that boat. It's the word of a God. If I can see that the remedy is a lady right inside of you. Because the word of a God is inside of you. And I want a word to give it to you. And you believe it. That is the God himself living inside of you. But you find out that in the many time that we're going through the problem. A lot of the time, the reason that we miss it. Is either that we feel the devil is too big, or we feel our faith is too small, that we couldn't overcome. Sometimes the devil had to put himself in such a big form that it scares people. But remember, the remedy is still laid inside that other boat. And God has to give you the word. And that word is the remedy. The gospel, John 17, 14 said, I have given them thy word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. I pray now that thou should take them out of the world. Jesus said, I pray not you take them out of the world. God wants us to face whatever that we're facing. We're thinking that a remedy is just, let me run out of here. Let me get out of here. Let me run away. We're thinking that a remedy, sometimes it's just doing the blame game. Oh, because of so-and-so, this, so-and-so, that's why I did this. And we're thinking that a remedy is to shun, shun responsibility. And sometimes the people, they try to use drug or the drunk or watching movies and the different things. And they're thinking, they try to... Oh, Try to use this as a way of escape. But that's not a way of escape. The remedy lays right inside of you. God has already put that word inside of you. All of you need to do, just have to call Him on the sin. And some of them you use it as people use the shopping or entertainment. entertainment and, and sometimes even they try to commit a suicide and they try to get out of this. You will never get out of Jesus even don't pray for you to get out of the world. You know what Jesus prayed? He said, but thou shalt keep them from the evil. 
Jesus said, I pray. He said, uh, not, or pray not that they take them out of the world, but that should keep them from the evil. Evil means full of labor, hardships, and also means the evil one, the wicked one. And we can see this evil one, the wicked one. Can bring a lot of damage to people. Can bring a lot of hurt. But the evil also means annoyance. As I said in the beginning there. Sometimes we're thinking devil was too big for us to handle. Or we have a too little faith. Try to can overcome him. But look at it. What is the eyes of God? Thinking about this evil one. He said that the, the evil means the labor, hardships, and annoyance. You know that word? While my children was young, I always hear them, you're so annoying. You're so annoying. I still hear them saying that. <laughs> annoying. Have you ever met a person that's annoying? Sorry, I better don't look at him. <laughs> the person annoying, they always showed up at the wrong time. Person that is annoying, they always showed up at the wrong time in the wrong place and carry on the wrong conversation. They're constantly nagging on you. They're constantly speaking things. You just get out of here. I don't want to hear that anymore. That is the person that is. I don't mean there's anybody here. This is here. This is a believer. You all angels. Please understand me. You're never annoying me at all. But I'm just talking about this annoying one. And it's annoying. Some person that is annoying. They always know exactly what your past is. Oh, you did so and so. You didn't search for such a thing. Even the things that you repented, the person that is annoying. No, 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 no. They constantly remind you the things that you don't want to hear. Whatever there you got a scar, they try to poke on you. Annoying. Really annoying. You know, devil is like that. He's very annoying. And a lot of the time you find out he doesn't, he's doing things. It's not that they can kill you, but he's constantly nagging on you. Constantly bother you. And constantly try to impact you. And the things that I was annoying, 
You go on to the shopping center. You hear it in the music. Oh, I just don't want to hear that anymore. And you go to the, the, the place and you look at the things. I just don't want to look at those things. It's annoying. It's annoying to look at a naked woman on the street. It's annoying to hear the rock and roll booming in the restaurant constantly, non-stop on you. It's annoying that your neighbor put their music out of the backyard and they're thinking they're doing you a favor. It's annoying. And it's annoying when you go on a certain place. I walk with my wife and I walk in a neighborhood. I constantly smell that skunk. The smell. I ask my wife, how in the world our neighborhood gets so much skunk? Then I find out it's the weed. It's annoying. It's annoying when you go on the website and you look at certain things and pop up a certain some things. It's annoying. That's what Satan's doing. He's constantly annoying you. On your work job, on account, on your job site, at your school. And this COVID is really annoying. Our brothers are from America, not across the border. It's really annoying. To pay taxes is very annoying. And then you have a sickness that's on you, constantly nagging on you. You prayed, you prayed, and it wouldn't get healed. Nagging on annoying. Your children played and their phones are on the table, on the dinner table. It's annoying. Is that right? To see our children go on to the world, it's annoying. When you're not as strong as you used to be, it's very annoying. You can't do nothing about it. Sometimes an annoying becomes a part of your life. You just go every day. You're constantly feeling that annoying spirit. Just constantly, constantly. This is on you. But you know what is annoying means? Annoying actually cannot kill you. It's just bugging you. Annoying cannot uh, damage you. It's just bugging you. Annoying shows that person doesn't have a real power to really do damage, but it's just constantly bugging you. Aren't you glad God has a remedy? Aren't you glad God gave us a word? No, the world is annoying, annoying constantly, but it cannot do damage on you. Though the devil is a constant and annoying you, but that's as far as he can go. He cannot do harm. He cannot do anything about you. That's why he's a constant and annoying you. But thank God for that annoying. Jesus even said, I prayed for Lord, keep them from that annoying one. He doesn't possess that power. That shows he cannot uh, damage you. That shows no matter how hard he try, he cannot uh, take your children away. Though it's annoying, but he cannot take them away. Yeah. 
matter how hard it looks like. But He cannot take you out of the way. He cannot stop the rapture. Though maybe He can stop you coming to the church, the brothers are from the States. Though maybe it was so annoying, you have to get a shot in order to cross. Though it was so annoying, in order for you to come and be having the test. But He cannot stop you that you go into your destination. He might bring trials all along, but your destination is for sure. He might let your health start dropping down, but your body change is on the way. He might try to damage your marriage, but he cannot take your wife away. He cannot take your husband away. He cannot take your children away. He's only trying to annoy the remedy lays in the word of God. It cannot affect your destination. He doesn't possess the power to stop you going to the neutral zone. He can't stop one bit of the coming of the Lord. He's only trying to annoy. He can't stop God to take away his bride. He might be annoying. He might be doing this and that about it. He can't stop the revival. When the churches was open, as soon as the church is open, you saw the people coming in. COVID can be annoying, but it cannot stop that you come into the church. It cannot stop you to worship Him. Think about it in the time of Daniel. They changed their clothes. They changed their language. They even tried to change their diet. They changed their life. They cannot go to temple to worship like they did worship in Jerusalem. But it cannot change their worship. When it comes to the worship, Daniel opened up the window, start to pray. When it comes to the worship, in truth and in spirit, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You cannot stop their worship. You may change our clothes. You may change our language. You may change our habits. You may change all of that. But when it comes to uncompromise on God's word, worship Him in the spirit and in the truth, devil, you cannot do that. It can be annoying though, but it cannot stop that. It cannot stop our children be born again. It'd be annoying that our children to come to the church that are dead to live the Lord. But when God's time come, then the one can be giving them the birth, it coming down. It takes them out of the hands of a Satan. No matter how he tried to annoy him, Brother Roy, but he cannot take your son away. Why? He doesn't possess the power. He doesn't possess the power. All he can do is try to annoy him, Brother Darren. We hold on to the word of a God. That's the only remedy that we have. Satan, I don't care how you try to annoy. You might be using my children to annoy. You might use my job to annoy. You might use the school to annoy. But you can't stop the coming of the Lord. Even that, Jesus said, I prayed for you. Keep them from the annoyance. Let your heart not be troubled. 
It even said, I say it unto you, my friends, be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. Then he said, but I will forewarn you when you shall fear. Fear him, which after he has killed, has a power to cast into hell. Yea, I say it unto you, fear him. And he is the word. This is the only one that you need to be feared of. Remember said, we like those people, we forgot who this is in the ship. It's just not to the church. It's just not a rule that we go by. But it's the creator of heavens and earth. He may be resting right now from a revival. He sent one, may be resting. He had another one ahead of him the next day. And a maniac had to be healed. But at that time, he was resting and trouble set in. And he was sleeping, resting, but they forgot who he was. See, when they were in the turmoil. He said, what you all frustrated about? Doctor said this, doctor said that. Well, maybe he did. Maybe the man is right. That's what he said. But what does this say? That's the next thing. What does the word of a God say? That is the next thing. Sometimes God keeps silence. He's only one to see how you respond. A lot of times he said, Lord, speak to me. Lord said, I'm looking for what you respond in that situation. And when a storm comes, when the things that are seemingly, there's a no end to it. There's a no answer, no remedy. When it's come like that, it doesn't mean that God is away from us. He's laid right there. Because that's the testing of your face. He wants to say, how are you going to respond? But Abraham said that they should have known him was the God of a creation. He was the very one that created the water and the wind. They should have known that. And if they know that he was that, did they not know, not understand that this creation of the creator would have to obey his word? Oh my, if he created, who gave you the job? It's God himself. He's the creator. He created a job for you. If there's a no job, he will create a job for you. And if he give you that, don't he have enough ability to keep your job? Is the creating more complicated or is the keeping it is more complicated? You're thinking about it. You created a car. I've just used the word created a car. You have to get it from the ore, from the, uh, from the ground, and make the iron out of it, and make the steel, uh, the leather, and everything, and in order to get a car. And even the car got a panta, it got a scratch. Is that a complicated to create a car or to repair the car? If God can create it, and He will give you your children from a, such a supernatural, every natural birth is a supernatural. 
You think about it. If God gave you your children by that birth, going through all of that, doesn't the Creator, when your child had a problem, doesn't He can repair that just as much as He can create that? If God can transform you, doesn't God can keep you also? If you have a problem in your life, but God has to lead you so far, give you the transformative desire, transform the nature. When your problem, when your life has a problem that you need to deal with, doesn't God, the Creator, create your life? Doesn't He can repair your life too? If God created your body, when your body get into the sickness, doesn't that a creator know how to repair that body also? Let us remember also that He created our body. But the Bible said, "Won't our body obey His command?" He said that the body, the ashes, the volcanic ashes that we're made out of, obey His commandment because He is the Creator. Of it, the life that's within us is not only a creative life, but it's a part of His own life. God doesn't only just create; He also kept what He created. God is not only created; He also healed what He created. That's part of His life. That is the characteristic of His life. His life is not only create, then leave you, let you do things alone. He's also heal you. He also keep, he also keeps you. If he created you, he can also redeem that when his creation got lost. He can also resurrect what he created when they come to death, because that's the characteristic of God's own life, and you are part of that life. Sometimes we're thinking we have a too small, too little of faith. Even Jesus said, "Oh ye little of faith." But let's look at this little faith. At that word, Reverend Sam, that you believe that Jesus and Nazareth. Sam Brother Branham down here to do this work. He was talking to a little boy. A little boy. Just as a, probably just a five or six years old or I don't know. But he said it just a little lad. He asked a little boy, said, you believe that Jesus of Nazareth sent Brother Branham down here to do his work? You believe that? The boy must be say yes. Then he said, oh, bless his heart. Let it of faith pulls it right down. Pulls what? Pull the vision right down. Oh ye little of faith. Oh ye off little faith or little of faith. Forgive me, my Chinglish is just getting wild now. <laughs> he said that little faith just pulled it, pulled the vision right down. There it is. This little lad is suffering from a nervous trouble. Isn't that right, sonny boy? That's right. You can't sleep at night. Can you, honey? Honey boy, you've had a great desire 
in your heart. You want to be a minister. Isn't that right? That's right. God bless you, my sonny boy. Our Heavenly Father, I bless this little boy in your name, and may he be healed. And may he go home tonight and sleep just as sound. May the nervous of this all live in a little lead, and may you give him the desire of his heart to become your servant. And may he grow in strength and favor before God and man. May he make a great minister of the gospel, Father, if you tarry that long. That little boy, with that little faith, as simple as he can be, pull the vision down. Pull the blessing directly from God, transfer to the prophet, and transfer to this little boy. Oh, ye of little faith. Faith without a work is dead. Brother Branham said, you see, well now, Brother Branham, I don't know whether I can move my hands or not. You never move it as long as you think that. Believe that he's done it and the goal say he's done it and act like he's done it and move it in an inch. If you can't move it, let's take it at all. Move it in a little bit farther. The next day I will move it a little farther. The next day I will move it a little farther. Satan said, that's far as you can go. You say, oh no, I'm going on. Keep on with it. Stay with it. Great faith will bring you right now. But little faith will bring you on anyhow if you will stay with it. Amen. That little faith. I'm going to do something I've never done before. Brother Michael, can you come? You have a strong pants? <laughs> I know it's a weird question. <laughs> it's a weird can you jump? Sure. How far? Uh, as far as you can go. That could be awkward right now. Give me a great jump. Do I get a run and jump? Or just... Yeah, just whatever that you want to do. As long as you have strong pants. <laughs> just jump. Just jump. All right. I'm going to jump. Stay, stay there. I couldn't do that even when I was 18. That called great faith. That great faith can make things that happen right now. But let's take about a little faith. Little faith. Look at the word of God. Oh Lord. How that can be done. I can do that. The person can... Call the vision down and healed instantly. That is the great, great faith. Lord, I will never be able to do that. But Lord, you said by your stripe, I'm healed. Man, that is hard. But I step out by faith. My knees are shaking because never walk out of hope before. <laughs> but that is a great faith. Man ain't gonna take it a great faith to do. No, no, no. Little faith. Little faith. Lord, 
I saw the word of God said. I have a burden. That in my heart. But Lord, I don't know how this burden is going to come to pass. But Lord, your word said, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you unconsciously. Learn of me, for I make and lowly in heart. And he shall find rest unto your souls. Lord, it is very far. I've been burdened for years. Lord, where should I put my burden at? But Lord, I'm going to lay it at your feet. I'm going to step it out by faith. Little faith. Lord, I haven't done what your word has said. Your word said in the book of Acts, the 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized to every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Lord, I've been praying. Have you been baptized? Lord, I want the Holy Ghost to come into me. The remedy lays right there. Lord, I wanted the Holy Ghost. I don't want a denominational spirit. I don't want just doctrine. What hinders thee? Repent. Be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sin, you shall receive the gift. It's a gift of the Holy Ghost. Not your earn, but give it to you. I'm stepping out. Oh, my knees are shaking. I think I want to go back to my comfort zone. No, you can turn back. Just keep on moving. Little face. One at a time. Man, there are so many promises in the Word of God. So many promises. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, that shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness... And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says that whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Amen. Lord, that's the word. But Lord, I don't think I understand it quite oh, thoroughly. But do you believe me? Yes, Lord, I believe you. Make a step. Lord, in my heart, I'm believing your word. It's the truth. Well, it's getting close. It's not looking at that far anymore. My goodness. Look at the progress that I have made. Does the camera follow me? <laughs> Don't drink coffee. 
Man, I read another word. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Oh Lord, I put my name in there. I'm making a progress. And to cleanse, not only forgive, but cleanse. I can be forgiven, but not be cleansed. I can come out from the pig pen, be forgiven, but not cleansed. But he said, you can be cleansed. Oh Lord, I claim that. Don't just forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me. To cleanse us. What? From all. Oh, Lord, you mean not one, not two, but all our righteousness. I'm making a progress. You made it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Brother Michael. That great faith, somebody possesses. But I don't. But by God's grace, O ye of little faith. That little faith I possess, step by step, step by step. First, it seems impossible, but all things are possible. Seems like my healing is so far, but step by step. Little faith plus a little faith, that's two little faith. Then two little faith plus another little faith, that's a three little faith. Then three little faith. Four little faith, five little faith, then you got a great jump of a faith. You saw the stone start to move in. Devil is only annoying. Don't care about him. Ignore him. Tread him under your feet. Satan, this is as far as you can go. But I'm making progress. I'm coming to my son. I know my son is in the way, but I'm coming toward it. By what? By believing the word of God has said. I'm making progress. Step by step by step. Then you saw them become a worse. You know why? Because they're fighting. They feel the talk. They feel something to come after them. They want to run. You can run, but you can hide. That little faith starts to taking hold. Have you saw that, Brother Ken? One after another after another. One girl, two girls, third girl, step by step. The last one is going to come. Why don't you father and mothers do the same thing? Step by step. It doesn't need a little great faith. It needs a little faith. But stay with that. Stay with that. Stay with that. The remedy lays in you. Our lives are not very much as long as we handle it ourselves. But once in the hand of the Creator, how He can take what little we got and press it out and feed 
the multitude. What feed the five thousand? I ask you, what feed the five thousand? A little boy's lunchbox. Just a little boy's lunchbox, five loaves of bread and two little fish. It's a little boy's lunchbox. Heaven only can feed himself. But when it put in the hand of Jesus Christ, the Creator, and that feed five thousand people. If you're a little faith, as little as it can be, but when you put in the hand of a God, say, Lord, I'm calling you on the sand. Lord, I'm going through the storm. But Lord, why my little faith wake you up? Have you ever thought about that? It's that little face wake him up. The storm doesn't wake him up. The wave doesn't wake him up. But that little face, that little face wake him up. Then he said, oh ye little face, though as little as he can be, but that wake up Jesus. Though as little as he can be, but that will wake up Jesus inside of me. That will wake up Jesus inside of you. It might seem your faith is dormant. It might seem the situation has no hope. But you wake up that Jesus. Oh ye little of a faith. Wake up Jesus. He lays in that boat. He lays in this boat. It is in that boat. It may be seem as dormant as it can be. It may be seem you're a panic. It may be seem that it's hard. How this is going to be? The storm driving them a little puny face. It's actually a great word for a little. It's a puny. Puny little face. But that little puny little face said, Jesus... Remember me. Jesus, wake up, Lord. Wake up. Come rescue to my situation. You just can't say, well, I'm going to trust him. That isn't it. That's really do it. That isn't it. You got to disturb him. Till you can see him coming. Can't your prayers disturb him? Can't your prayers wake him from his arrest? Bring him on the sin. They said he cried, Lord, we are perishing. Lord, I'm losing my zeal. Lord, I'm losing my passion. Lord, I'm losing my faith. But little faith can wake up Jesus. And then move in on the sin. Now we can do the same thing. Call him to confirm his word. If we wake him up, Ella, little faith, little by little by little. If we wake him up, get him stirred up. It's not get you stirred up. Get him stirred up in us. 
till your own doubts and frustration has passed away. Lord, I want to disturb you. I want to arouse you out of my own sleeping body, out of your own sleeping body, your sleeping leg, your sleeping face, my own sleeping heart of those in reality. Waken Jesus. Come to me, then the doubts and fear will cease. A few weeks ago, a few days ago, I called up my mom. And my mom actually called me. And I don't know the phone. I said, Mom, how are you doing? She said, honey, she said, I fell again. I said, no, Mom. My mom is 81 years old. And this time she fell really hard. With face down, just down the concrete ground. And then he couldn't get up. They have to bury him her up to the hospital. And then when they take an x-ray, he got a fracture on her, on her leg, on her bone. They had him to put her under the bed, ask him. They said, uh, you can't get out of the bed in six months. Have to be six months at a bed. So she was on the bed. Do everything on the bed. She cannot move one bit of a leg. But two days ago. Is that two days or yesterday? I think two days ago. A Monday when I called her again. She said, honey. She said, I was on the bed. I pray. She said, Lord. This is not to glorify you. You have to wake up Jesus. You have to have a reason for him to be wake up. So Lord, if this doesn't glorify you. I have to be do everything on the bed. I can't go to the bathroom. I have to do bathroom on bed. Everything. And she said, I don't want to be sympathized. She said, she said honey, you know what I did? I said, one mom. She said, I start to pray. She said, I pray like a maniac. How many have done a maniac prayer? I think we have some, my brother Dan. I think we have some, my brother John, my hussy. She said, I have done a maniac prayer. I don't know what that means. But that worked. She said, I cried out to God. He said, I pray like I'm gone crazy. When you come to that point, you get something. Why you wake up Jesus? You have to disturb him, as the prophet said. If the word means something to you, disturb him. If you ever need to disturb him. And she said, I pulled myself out of the bed. She said, I gave myself a, just a stake. I put a stake it on. I get up, I couldn't. I get up, I couldn't. But finally, I managed to get up. And she said, I start to walking. She said, I couldn't even move my step. You have to understand that the bones broke. And she couldn't move. And she said, I pray like a crazy. She said, I keep praying. She said, I keep moving. 
He said, I start to just with my stick, I hold it, I start to hold it, I move it one step. And then she said, I hold it, I move the another step. And then I said, I moved, I just keep doing it. He said, I'm so hurt, I'm so hurt. But she said, Lord, I want to glorify you. I'm not glorifying on the bed. I want to glorify you in this. And then she started, she said, maybe I should uh, throw off my stick. Dangerous, mom. But every believer is dangerous. And she throw that stick. She holding on the couch. She started moving. She started moving. Just step by step. Then she said, you know what? I just take my hands off. <laughs> and she started taking her hands off. She said, uh, I started to walk like a penguin. She said, I walk like a penguin. I walk like a penguin. I walk like a penguin. Walk out of a pulpit. It feels so good. <laughs> she said, I walk like a penguin. I walk like a penguin. Then she said, I lift out my hand. I start to worship. She said, I start to walking around that couch. I started walking around that couch. Then she said, I am healed. Let us ascend and let a musician come. What about your little face? Where is your little face? You said, I don't have a great jumping face. But oh ye little face. If that woman, 81 years old, can cry out to God. She said, I pray like a maniac. And then the Lord come on and ascend. Then she started walking around on a couch. That's only two weeks. The doctor said it has to be six months. Do you realize what little faith can do? The little faith can do great things. The little faith can do things that is impossible. Brother Samuel, Brother Nathan, the little faith can do things seemingly there's an impossible to achieve, but that little face, stay with it. Step by step. He will achieve great things. If you can believe, all things are possible. Why don't you confess to him? Don't let me just do another exercise. You go do that little face. You tell the Lord, Lord, I want to glorify you. The condition that I'm right in right now is not glorify you. No matter it's a sickness or whatever situation that you are in. So Lord, that thing doesn't glorify you. Lord, healing of my body glorify you. Let God come on to the sin. It doesn't take a great jump. Great faith. What makes things happen right now. 
But little faith, the bread of Abraham said, stay with it. It will come anyway. Dear Heavenly Father, your word is the truth, Lord. Every word is the truth. Satan is a liar. Lord, he only has an ability to annoy him. But Lord, you possess the real power. You possess the power to heal. You possess the power to deliver. You possess the power to transform. You possess the power to deliver us from all doubt and suspicions. Oh God, I pray you come on this congregation, Lord. Come to each situation. Come to each person. No matter is it in their physical need or is it in their spiritual need, that God Himself made Himself become a reality to them. To tell them in their heart that is the great physician that now can be touched by our infirmity. Oh Lord, I pray for our parents, Lord. Some they've been praying for their children. Some praying for their loved ones. Lord, I pray that a little face that rise it up, step by step, and take a hold of the promise of God, and go by the token, and to believe all things are possible. Oh God, that the one said it is a finished, said that it is a finished personally to each one, Lord. Oh, Lord, we give you all the thanks and glory. You are amazing, God. You are the one that we serve. You are the one that we worship. Lord, we believe every word is to be the truth. Father, we give you all the glory. Lord, put that little faith that is say to your people, not in the way of a rebuking, but just say, oh, little faith Lord we know that in your presence that everything, all things, anything can happen Lord in this atmosphere as your people praising you, worshipping you and believing you Lord, I just pray there's a Lord coming down put an anchor in each person that they have believed May they know that it's already been done. We thank you, Lord. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Let's sing the winds of faith. On the winds of faith. Let's believe in Him. And let's worship in Him. Oh. Set your wind on the wind of faith. You can fly in a higher day. Hallelujah. You do not struggle. It's my grace. Verse 
tried it. What's your name? What's your cry? What's Is there the mountain too high? Too high. Speak the word. That word lays right in you. your winds in the winds of faith. There are a lot of a voice that in this world will try to distract you. There's a lot of a voice, things try to annoy you. You need to fly away from that is annoying. One day, just when I first crossed the border, not long ago, my first time to the States, I was a stay in a birch bay there Brother Frey uh, graciously gave, uh, gave me his uh, uh, house there so that I can stay there. And in the morning, I went out for a walk, just prepared for the service. And I heard uh, the crow just cowing on the, on the tray. I was looking up. I saw there was about a two or three crow just flying, just dashing down the aisle, dashing down out. I said, what is the kerfuffles this? And then I realized, oh, there's no eagles up there. The crow was dashing down, dashing in and out. And it tried to annoy that eagle. He can't do anything about it. He can only cow, he can only cry, he can only do this. But he can't do anything about it. All he can do is just come in, dash in and out, in and out. Try to annoy that eagle. Try to drive him out of the way. And finally, I saw that eagle... I thought he was fed up with the crow. So he flapped his one, he's flying out. I thought, well, you know, why leave? That's your home. But before I know it, I saw that eagle going down. He's not being annoying to live. He saw a fish 
that are in that birch bay, in that ocean there. That he dashed down and he grabbed that fish and then he flied it out of the way. You might be anointed a lot of the time by many things, but keep your focus on the food of a God. On the word of a God has said, that is your whole focus. No matter how they are annoying the voice that tried to say, you're not healed. You're just working it up. No. Flying down to that fish. Flying down onto that food that the Lord provided to you. You young people give your time to the eagles of food. Where the conquerors is, that's where the eagles is together. Dash down, diving down, go for that food. That is your anchor. Let's sing another song, Shelter in the Lord, before we go. You know how to sing that song? Somebody help me. 908. You want to help me, Michael? Okay. Sheltered in an arm of the Lord. We're sheltered in His arm. Not in man's arm, but our God's arm. Let's sing it up. Oh, Michael, later. You know me. I'm not a sinner. I One day I'll be together with your brother Brandon. We all can sing then. The dark clouds rise, they don't worry me, for I shall to say, within the arms of God, oh, He walks with me, and not a bird can harm me, oh, and for I shall to the
you're sheltered in the arms of God. Just pray, may the Lord bless you. Be mindful to the presence of the Lord. If you want to pray, and we're here today to pray with you. And if you want to go home, just leave uh, quietly. And so we just pray the Lord to be with every one of you. And to take the word that you heard. And to go on home, not just hearing it, acted upon it. Live it. Brother Branham said that the word has been written. Now, let it be done. I believe that's what is the God desire to do. May the Lord bless every one of you. I just wonder if Brother Roy, you can come just uh, dismiss us as we said a prayer. Ask the Lord a blessing. Be with everyone. Hallelujah. Father, it's been good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. For we have received food in due season. Spiritual food, Lord. Spiritual manna that came from heaven tonight. We thank you, Lord Jesus Christ, that you've given us a measure of faith. Whether it be little faith or whether it be great faith. But you said, Lord, any faith that comes before you, Father, you will receive it. For it pleases God for us to come before you with faith. So tonight, after hearing your word and receiving that which you have spoken to us and how we should appropriate the faith that you've put into our hearts. Father, we believe every word that we've heard tonight, Lord. We thank you that, Lord, you've given us this ability to be able to bring our faith before you tonight. And we're claiming that which you have spoken tonight and that it will be manifested in our lives, O Lord, and it will bring forth much fruit for your glory, Father. We believe that, Lord, you have sent us this food in this due season. And now the food is distributed to your people, to your bride, to your, to your, to your saints, Lord. And we are so grateful to you tonight, Father, that you've given this word to Brother Murphy tonight. Father, we know that the enemy will come in as a flood, but your spirit always raises a standard against him. His annoyance, so Father, cannot bring us down. It just makes us stronger, Father. It just makes us more determined to press on tonight, Father. So we pray that, Lord, you will anoint your your, your saints, your people, your bride tonight, Lord. And we will leave this place knowing that you have spoken to us and that we will believe and appropriate the faith, Lord. We claim it for our family. We claim it for our children. We claim it for our home, Lord. We claim it for our ministry. Father, we claim it for every son and daughter of God tonight, Lord. We claim it for Brother Milko tonight, Lord. We claim it for Sister Ella tonight, Father. We claim it for every sick son and daughter of God that by your stripes we shall be healed, Lord. So we're appropriating that faith, Lord. Every prodigal son is coming back. Lord, every prodigal daughter is coming back, Father, and we are believing that they're here and that this church of God will be filled once again with sons and daughters of God whom the enemy have taken captive by your stripes, by your power they are delivered. We pray that, Lord, the border will be open and your children on the other side of the border will be joined together and we will have a great jubilee. So we thank 
thank you, Lord, that the word has come and we're putting our faith into action tonight and believing, Father, that you will answer, that you will work, and that you will deliver, and that you will do that which is possible with you, Father. Oh, Lord, we so, I am so overwhelmed by the word tonight. I'm so grateful to you that you've, oh, God, you've accumulated this food. Oh, God, what a blessing. What a God we serve, Father. How can we praise you tonight? How can we tell you we love you tonight, Father? You've done so much for us. Oh, Lord, just to be gathered here together in this building, to know that there was a time, Lord, when we were denied that opportunity, and we are so desiring to be in the house of God. But tonight we're here, Lord. Tonight we're here to worship you. Tonight we're here to thank you. Tonight we're here to give you the honor and the glory and the praise, Father. Father, we thank you for our great ministry, Father. The gift you have placed in this body, Lord. Oh, Father, how the word is so rich and so pure and so true, Father. How you've manifest yourself to us by the revelation of your word. So, Lord, we, we appropriate the word. We bring it into our hearts tonight. We drink of your presence and of your spirit, Lord. And we will leave this place knowing that, Lord, you've sojourned with us tonight and that Lord we are blessed people we thank you for it we ask your blessing upon brother Murphy tonight we just pray Lord that you will just pour back into him that which he has poured out into your people Lord we thank you for the gift in your in your man's servant we thank you for the gift in the body we just we just want to lift up your name on high tonight and tell you Lord we've been filled tonight father and we've drank and we are satisfied with your presence and we give you all the glory in Jesus name amen and amen hallelujah hallelujah oh praise the Lord praise the Lord oh hallelujah how we thank the Lord that's the that's the word said it were now setting in the heavenly places man how we can how we can dismiss you we dismiss you from the service but never dismiss you from the presence of a God may the Lord bless you every one of you just may the Lord bless you and your home until we see each other again and just keep this atmosphere no matter where you go God bless you thank you may the Lord bless everyone You're dismissed.